Welcome back. Thanks for joining me again on Misery Point Radio. Glad to know that you're still with me on this crazy journey, hanging out, spreading the gospel, indoctrinating the masses, and paying respect to all of those who dare to share their awesomeness with the universe. Because that's really what this show is all about, sharing the awesomeness, no matter the genre. You know, I focus a lot on music because that's my background, and especially the metal because, again, that's my background. But those that know me know that for a long time, in addition to playing in metal bands, I also did the singer-songwriter solo artist thing, and occasionally I still do. Just me and my guitar, and of course my insecurities. So I've got a huge place in my heart for the folk singers, the singer-songwriters, the piano players, the spoken word poets, and the like, because there really aren't many more styles of performance art that are more intimate than that. Just you and your instrument, nothing else to hide behind, fully exposed for the world to see, if you dare to take that leap. And today's guest, Hayden Thomas, has rapidly become one of my favorite solo artists. A young dude with an insane amount of talent, in a voice that is deceptively huge and haunting. I find myself trying to describe it to people, but really my words don't do his sound justice. Somewhere in the no-man's land between Gordon Lightfoot, John Denver, Jim Croce, and the countless names that are on the tip of your tongue, but you can't quite place them. And that's just a small part of what makes him truly unique and truly memorable. And in a genre that's really crowded by a ton of super talented people, it has become increasingly difficult to stand out in the way that Hayden's art does stand out. So I first met him about a year ago at a songwriter showcase run by my good friend Jeff Tassin. And I remember talking to my wife Marcia about my thoughts on his performance and how blown away we were, even though he only got to play two or three songs. And I remember thinking, this dude's really gonna take this somewhere. And I still believe that. And so after several months of playing tag, we were finally able to meet up and have the discussion that I've been wanting to have with him for quite a while. Uh, it was really an awesome conversation, actually, full of some very personal details. Some of his struggles, his musical goals, his aspirations, and the insane journey that led him to leave school, pack up all of his shit, sleep in his broken down van, and still manage to record, produce, and release a full-length album and maintain even a shred of sanity. He's a truly humble dude, clearly an old soul on a very personal path. And let me tell you, now that I got to see an entire set, a full performance of both original material as well as some surprise cover songs that I just wouldn't have expected in a million years, my initial thoughts on his level of talent is only reinforced tenfold. I'm telling you, I just don't have enough words to describe how awesome this dude truly is. So check this out. I'm really stoked to share this with you. I'm really excited that we were able to make this happen. And I'm very confident that after you hear some of the songs that we're going to get to have you hear today on the show, that you will also become a fan. But enough of my pointless yammering and super awkward fanboying. Are you guys ready to check out this interview? I think you are. So get ready once again for more piles of awesomeness. Here we go. All right, so I am here live in Silverdale, Washington at the Guitar Cafe chatting with Mr. Hayden Thomas. Hayden, thanks for joining me today, brother. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, thank you so much. So, uh, yeah, we were saying it's been kind of a long time in the making. I think it was about a, a year ago I saw you play down at Brother Don's for the first time. And uh, definitely the one thing that stood out about the way that you play is, number one, your voice doesn't sound like it's coming out of your body. It's completely its own character. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we'll talk about the contraption uh, in a few minutes. But just uh, your songwriting style and just the way that your songs are like little stories really just kind of... Uh, kind of jumped out to me as somebody that's a songwriter myself i just was really captivated by just your entire sound and your presence so that's kind of why i wanted to talk to you so uh and you just released finally your debut album right uh hard times simple songs you did the entire album more or less by yourself with some help from some friends but uh Mm -hmm. completely produced and engineered and all that kind of stuff by yourself Cool. Mm-hmm. So we're going to spend some time talking about that. But if you don't mind, uh, I always like to get a little bit of history on the people I talk to. So uh, so where are you from? Where's your family from? So I was born in Chicago. Okay. Um, that's where my family's from. But we moved up here uh, when I was really little, about three years old. Um, so uh, Paulsbo, Silverdale area has, okay. has been my home all my life. Uh, and I love it up here. I just recently moved to Seattle across the water. Right. And uh, that was just kind of a natural progression. Uh, I'm so lucky to be in such close proximity to an area that has such good music. And, right. Uh, I didn't have to go searching for somewhere that had good music. So. Was that the purpose for your move, was just to kind of get a little bit more out, to be more surrounded by it? Yeah. Uh, just be more connected with local musicians um, and just spread my stuff. I feel like I'd, I've played almost every open mic in the Kitsap area. Right. Uh, and there's just so much so much more over on the other side in terms of meeting musicians. So Yeah, absolutely. So when did you start playing? Uh, I first took piano lessons was my first instrument. Uh, and that was um, probably at the age of like seven. Uh, and I hated it. <laughs> my, par- <laughs> okay. my parents forced me to practice. Uh, and it it was just not fun and then uh kind of got into guitar in high school and started to branch out with all the instruments um all the instruments being uh so i play guitar and then i also played uh percussion in high school did a lot of marching band okay uh went on to college to do percussion a lot of triangle Um, and kind of like finger cymbal (laughs) yeah a lot of tambourine that kind of stuff (laughs) right um but yeah, it all started with piano, and then uh, ironically, I came back to piano as an adult and uh, fell in love with it for the first time, and uh, started being a piano teacher for a little while. Oh, crazy! Yeah. So all the way to the other end of the spectrum, from not liking at all to helping other people, yeah, kind of get in tune with that. Do you have a musical family? Uh, not too much. My parents uh, weren't musical. I'm the only sibling. Um, I'm the only one of their kids that stuck with it. Right. So. And the piano for them wanting you to learn it, was that just randomly you had a piano at the house and they said, somebody's going to learn this thing? Yeah, they they enlisted me and my siblings to do it, my sister to do it. Uh, and uh, we both did it for a little while, but, uh, you know, trying to get kids to practice is tough. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so when you started going and saying, hey, I, I do want to pursue music in some kind of a capacity, like what kind of influences were you into? What artists were you listening to? What styles were you into? Because your style is definitely, it's it's a mix. It's very eclectic. It's hard to identify one one genre within Thank it. you. Yeah, I always think of my stuff as just like straight up Americana folk. So mm-hmm. I'm, always, I'm always surprised a lot of people say that to me, um, that it's eclectic. Um, but 
Uh, I have a lot of old school folk influences and new school folk, um, stuff like Bob Dylan. Um, and then more recently, guys like uh, Bruce Springsteen have really come into my influences. Uh, I've gotten a little bit more into the Nashville sound and, and people are calling me country sometimes. Yeah. So, Well, I guess that when you look at something like Americana, it, it definitely just encompasses so many different ambiguous things that uh, you can hear a little bit of country. You can definitely hear a lot of folk. Um, so I definitely hear some some old country influences in maybe yeah. some of the stuff. So um, so Springsteen kind of later on, uh, you know, some Bob Dylan in there. Um, what else were you into? Yeah, if I had to come back to one artist, it'll, it'll always be the Beatles. That was, yeah. that was what was playing in my house as a kid. Um, and as I grew up, I started to appreciate them more and more. They weren't just my parents band they were my band and someday i hope they're uh my kids band you know that sure. I, I think they're just incredible in their songwriting uh and they covered so many spectrums too so you yeah. know getting out past just the pop stuff into some of the really intimate acoustic stuff uh and later on was definitely yeah uh something i think that was underappreciated and then when did you start singing uh about the time that i got a friend's guitar which was in sixth grade and I was terrible at it yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't know I was terrible at it which was a good thing because I just kept doing it really loud and proud and uh, yeah it kind of developed just keeps developing you know I'll listen to recordings of myself six months ago and I'm like yikes I've come a long ways <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you find yourself with like your style of singing are you having to tune your guitars in different ways to get your your voice to match up with it properly uh, not too much. I'm trying to stay out of my lower register, which is really easy to do. Um, I mean, when I'm playing like bars and stuff, I'm trying to bring my voice up just so people can understand the words because I yeah. feel like that's an important part of my music. Um, but I'm usually just kind of a standard tuning cowboy chord kind of guy. Okay, awesome. You use a lot of capos? Yeah. Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah, noticed I that. <laughs> yeah. Switching keys up. Uh, so... From the time that you started playing and you're you're kind of developing your voice and your style, when did you start actually playing shows? Um, really haven't started playing shows in my own music until recently, especially moving to Seattle. More opportunities have came up. Um, but it was only like a year and a half ago I started doing the open mics over here. Um, and Guitar Cafe was one of the first ones I did. Uh, and just kind of developing my ability to speak out uh, and my hone my performance chops, but it really didn't come till about a year and a half ago. Yeah, were you playing covers previous to that before you started doing your own material, uh, or did you just go right into doing your own stuff? Pretty much my own stuff. I guess I guess I did used to perform as a teenager on the streets. I would busk a lot. Right. That's where the suitcase uh, contraption came from. I <laughs> built that at age fifteen, uh, and it's exactly the same as it was when I built it then. Yeah. So, so uh, I was going to talk about that in a little bit, but since since we brought it up again, the suitcase contraption. First time I saw you, Brother Don's, I'm like, what the hell is this dude doing bringing all this stuff in here as a suitcase? There's this big wooden stand, and then I said, that's going to be a kick drum. And then sure enough, so that was born out of uh, out of the necessity just as a busker having something kind of as background for yourself. Yeah, just filling out the sound and standing out, uh, turning heads, Yeah, uh, and it definitely worked. And were you playing that sitting down at the time, or were you standing up on the street corners hitting that um, kick drum backwards? It started out with an actual kick drum, and I was standing up, uh, but I was going to break an ankle if I kept doing that. Right, so. yeah, <laughs> I was curious why you didn't just have a kick drum, 
Um, so I thought I wasn't sure if it was a gimmick or if it was something, but that the busker story kind of makes sense because you're carrying less bulk around with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I still busk in Seattle a lot, and it carries all my microphones and cables, so it oh, doubles right as a carrying case and uh, instruments. That's ingenuity, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so when did you decide though what direction you were going to take musically? Were you always kind of drawn to that acoustic singer-songwriter stance? Uh, I think so. I was listening to like soft rock bands uh, when I first started writing songs uh, like uh, current stuff like Snow Patrol and Lifehouse. I guess it's not so current anymore, but um, <laughs> <laughs> depends where you are, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that was the stuff that really got me into songwriting uh, and then uh, started going more towards Americana and like the traditional uh, folk stuff Right. Uh, as a teenager. I just start to appreciate it more. So, as I was saying earlier, every song is really like a story for you, I've noticed. Everything, and they seem very personal. Um, and the title of your album, Hard Times, Simple Songs, um, have there been hard times? I mean, is this born out of, you know, some challenging points in your life? or? Uh... Yeah, definitely. I think all good songs are born out of hard times. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, there's actually a song called Hard Times, Simple Songs that I'm going to play tonight. Um, that didn't make the album, so ended up being the title. That's ironic. <laughs> the title of the <laughs> album, but uh, yeah, it's not on there. Um, but definitely, yeah, there's a lot of personal struggle in there, um, and I think all good songs tell a story. So sure. Um, I kind of like to. People always ask me like, where did this certain song come from, or who is who am I talking about there? Yeah, for and instance, I, who is Emily? Or yeah. uh, you know, it, my father's son seems like a very personal song. Yeah. Is that really about your father, or is that just an all-encompassing? It's definitely about my dad. It's about my parents mm -hmm. uh, and my grandparents when I released the single. Uh, Which is the first single that you're releasing off the album, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was the only single I released from the album, and the cover was my grandpa um, when he was younger, uh, standing out in front of his car holding a rifle, and that uh, image kind of stuck in my brain. And uh, the song is a lot about that kind of thing. Uh, there's a line in there about um, him being a proud Marine mm -hmm. uh, and... Uh, that's my grandpa, so. Yeah. So this next song was the single off the album. Uh, and if you've heard me live before, chances are you've heard the song. Uh, oh, my father's song. Oh, 
prophet king Oh, a wealthy man can't be the shepherd of No blessed lamb, I'm never on the dawn Oh, raise a hand, I can't say anyone I'm just my father's son God, then let him pray, pray, pray Song in his soul, then let him sing, sing, sing Cause I know That song, when I listen to it, it has kind of an, an almost like southern country kind of a vibe to it. Um, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but uh, that's just kind of what, when I was listening to that, I was like, yeah, this seems very, uh, which is why I asked you where you're from. It almost felt like it came from down south, and I don't know where that song came from, but uh, it definitely invoked that kind of image, you know, in my head mm-hmm. when I listened to it. Is he, uh, is he uh, what part of the country was he from? Uh, my grandpa, uh, my mom's dad, she grew up in upstate New York. So, okay. uh, so I'm way off. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not south, but it's, it's very rural. Right. Um, small towns, uh, you know everyone you sure. know, in the town. Uh, and it's kind of uh, kind of a similar vibe. But yeah, uh, 
Yeah, that that original riff from that song uh, just kind of popped into it. Just popped into my hands one night, and uh, that kind of started the whole the whole uh, vibe of the song. So. Yeah, that's got some really cool kind of syncopated finger picking going on there, which is really awesome. Um, and Emily, of course, seems like is that about somebody you know? Uh, yeah, ironically, Emily did the backup vocals on my album, but the song isn't about her. Okay. So I didn't even know Emily Cartham, who did the backup vocals on the album when I wrote the song, uh, and it just so happened that she... Uh, so you had a song called Emily, and yeah. then you worked with somebody named Emily, but they aren't the same Emily. But they're not the same person, so <laughs> there's a lot of confusion there. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Emily's just kind of about uh, a friend who... Uh, you can call up anytime in the middle of the night or yeah. just wherever they are in the world and you know they'll answer or they'll they'll get back to you or they'll be there for you and uh, sure i think yeah just kind of that universal idea my favorite one is famous without friends and the first time i heard it i literally left brother don's singing it which is crazy because your stuff wasn't it wasn't released yet, you know, I couldn't download it. I mean, I was kind of trying to YouTube stock you, but you didn't really have your YouTube stuff going yet, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so good at internet <laughs> stuff. I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, that's, I struggle with that as well. The social media thing and me is, uh, we're not the best of friends, but we're, we're getting there. <laughs> so, um, that song though, I, I think what I liked about it was that it definitely seems like I just, I want to do what I want to do, but I still don't want to lose contact with the people that helped me along the way. Is that kind of what that song is about? Yeah, I wrote that song. That was the first song I wrote um, off the album. Uh, I wrote it when I dropped out of college. I was a music major. Um, and as I got home uh, back in Paulsbo, uh, I was kind of missing all my friends. Uh, mm -hmm. And they were all doing their thing across state. Uh, but I knew this is what I needed to do. Yeah. Uh, and this is what I really wanted to do with my life. But I had to kind of break away from uh, what was some of the best times of my life. Sure. Um, and I feel like that's uh, something that every musician ends up doing, especially if they're in a small town. They just have to uh, make their own path. Yeah. And even if it's not music, like if, if you want to go to law school or something, you know, you kind of have to choose your own personal path and your friends uh, and just accept that, uh, you know, they'll always be your friends. Yeah, you might go in a different direction, but you can always circle back home later. So you were studying music what were you wanting to do with that? Uh, I really want to compose for media. So uh, one of my dream jobs would be to make music for video games. So okay. I was doing a lot of stuff for orchestra. And I still like to mess around with that. I'm trying to get back into it. Now I think I saw a post you might have done something about writing for like 8-bit style stuff or, or digital gaming related stuff. Yeah, I, that was probably my electronic demo reel. That might have been what did. it was, yeah. Yeah, I'm tr I like to do all facets of music, so that was kind of my little uh, dip in my feet into electronic music. Oh, cool. Uh, and that's a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've tried to dabble in that myself, and I guess I'm just not smart enough. I don't I'm not versed enough. Uh, are you like in theory and things like that? Can you read music and? Yeah, I'm a huge music theory nerd. That's okay. That's my favorite thing about music. I like to think of music as numbers and equations, and uh, I don't know any other musician that can say that. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of ruins the the fun of the music for most people, but uh, it's like a unsolvable puzzle for me, and I like to. So when you approach a song, do you approach it from a theory standpoint, or are you just kind of you hear a tune in your head and then you just kind of make it fit that way? Uh, it's both. Theory has a uh, strong 
impact on my songwriting, but I think the best melodies just come, you know, from when you're singing in the car or the shower. And, right. Uh, you just have to go with your instinct on right. that. So did, when you were in school, did you did you study, like, production or music production, anything like that? Uh, no. That's one of the reasons I left school was because uh, it was all, you either had to study classical music or jazz, uh, which is very hard to find a job in these days. Right. And I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to produce music. I wanted to make music on a computer. Uh, I wanted to do songwriting, even if it was just simple four chords. Sure. Uh, and they weren't. The school I was going to wasn't really catering to that, so. Right. And you recorded, as we said earlier, your entire album, that was all you. So how mm-hmm. did you how did you go about learning that process? And when did you decide that, I'm actually going to do this all myself? Uh, well, I went to the studio a couple times, uh, and it really hurt my wallet. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought, yeah. you know what? I'm a do-it-myself kind of guy. Uh, and I just started tinkering away at it uh, and it took me over six months to do the whole album and every time I thought it was done I'd go back to some of the first songs I recorded and I just have to remix it remaster it because I was learning every song sure and what what are you recording into what program did you use uh logic pro logic okay cool yeah so you're an apple guy yes (laughs) awesome so the quality of that is for somebody who's self-taught and with a relatively small amount of time from start to finish on that is pretty crazy. Thank you. How did you, did you just like sit there and with YouTube and books and just learn that stuff along the way? Yep. A lot of YouTube uh, and a lot of just trial and error, finding what sounds right. Um, that's probably my most insecure aspect of the album is uh, the, uh, the production, but uh, people tell me that you know it doesn't get in the way of the songs and that's why i was hoping no that the it, songs speak for themselves so. it doesn't it's not loaded up with effects um the the vocals sit really nice in the mix you can hear the guitars Thank um you. you can hear the the backup vocals and you had some somebody maybe the emily that we were talking about you can hear some really awesome female vocals uh, on mm-hmm. some of those too so everything just sits really nice i was like wow you did that all yourself that's crazy so um, and you recorded this at home, or did you go to yeah. different locations to do that? Nope, it's all in my bedroom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a full album out of the bedroom. And did you do all the mastering, or did you bring that to another yeah. spot? Yeah, the album is 100% me. I even did the artwork on it, so, uh, yeah. And the, you played all the instruments, or you had some, some help on certain songs? Uh, I did. The one instrument I didn't play uh, was violin. There's an actual violin for the intro of Emily. I wanted something that sounded a little more authentic right. uh, and natural. So uh, my friend Marissa recorded the violin on that, uh, and I mixed it. Um, but, yeah, everything else is, is me. So that uh, When I first heard you and you're playing by yourself tonight, so Famous Without Friends on the recording has a really cool vintage guitar Sound that you don't hear live because you're not playing that guitar. Mm-hmm. What guitar is that? I just got to know. <laughs> that is a Mexican Stratocaster. That it's my first guitar, my only electric guitar, played through a Vox Valvatronics. Okay. <laughs> so a solid state amp. How are you? Yeah, it sounds amazing. <laughs> well, I was thank like, you. <laughs> I was like, how is he getting that? Because I know that's not like a really old guitar, yeah. but it sounds very vintagey. Yeah, I used uh, Jason Isbell tracks uh, to as reference. Uh, he has a track. Uh, called Speed Trap Town, 
uh, where it's just him doing acoustic and you can tell it's just like a microphone just real close on him. You can hear the room behind him. But then halfway through the song, this guitar, this really nice warm uh, electric guitar just like burst in uh, yeah. and it's so like rude <laughs> about it. <laughs> and I was jarring. like, that's what I want. I want to sound like that. Just keep moving forward And you will find love It's like falling in a deep dream You never know which way's up Cause I've been feeling such a fool Thinking I should head back to school And get myself an old-fashioned job Behind a desk Instead of sleeping in a broke down van Playing in rock and roll bands Oh, I don't want to be famous without my friends No, I don't want to be famous without my friends
watching beyond the coastline Where the sea meets the sky Thinking there must be something between them That I can't see No matter how hard I try Like the chances I've been given no. Opportunities pass by Write a song about the last time Oh, I remember I truly felt alive Cause I've been feeling such a fool Thinking I should head back to school And get myself an old-fashioned job Behind a desk Instead of hoping that the sun will rise again Knowing that I live without a plan Oh, I don't wanna be famous without my friends No, I don't wanna be famous without my friends I've been feeling such a fool Thinking I should head back to school And get myself an old-fashioned job Behind a desk Instead of sleeping in a broke-down bed Playing in rock and roll bands Oh, I don't wanna be famous Without my friends That's how I would describe it as jarringly rude, but it, uh, yeah, it just, it, it hit me. I was like, God, that just sounds so, I don't know, that verb on there is just killer. It's got that really slight vibrato kind of hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. I was using the whammy bar a lot on that. Yeah. No, so. it's awesome, but it's not overdone. I mean, yeah. it's not like, you know, you're freaking pounding on that thing and dive bombing or anything, but that was pretty <laughs> yeah. awesome. And you actually will hear a little bit of that tonight because my friend Coleman Evans is going to uh, be playing some electric guitar. So oh, cool. He's going to do a solo on that song. He's a, he's a friend uh, since I moved back to Paulsbo. We've been good friends for a couple years. Uh, and same with Emily, who's going to sing with me tonight. And it's nice being back here because I'm, it's like, old times i used to play these songs with them so oh that's cool. cool and so do they play with you out in seattle at all or not yet uh, i need to get those guys over there fingers though. crossed right yeah emily's going off to nashville for college uh pretty soon so she's got big things ahead big things ahead and are you playing a lot of shows over on the seattle side yeah i've only been there for about two months but i've been getting at least a gig a week um and i'm gonna be getting a full band together so hopefully i'll be getting some bigger um, some bigger Friday, Saturday night gigs, but yeah, people seem to be taken to it. Uh, 
they keep asking me to play. So yeah, I'm very thankful. The the full band thing would that be kind of a on a you want to make that the thing or would it just be something you do once in a while? I want to make it the thing. That was always the the idea when I started writing these songs. Uh, I always had the full band arrangements in my head. So uh, that's why I had to do the album with all the parts because that's kind of how I've been hearing it in my head. If you go that route, or I should say when you go that route, how is that going to affect your songwriting? Will, will you still be primarily writing the parts or will you be collaborating with others? Because that's one thing that I've learned a lot about people that they produce a lot of their own materials, they write all their own stuff, you introduce other people into the mix on a permanent basis, you're like, oh, this, I'm just not used to this. How is, yeah. how is this gonna work? Have you thought about that? Yeah, uh, it's something I struggle with the most. I'm a control freak. Right. Uh, and I like to have the parts exactly how I wrote them, but I'm also not a master of all my instruments. So, sure. Uh, it's nice to have someone who can do stuff on all those instruments that I can't do. And uh, I really, I really think that some of the greatest bands, that's how it happened. Uh, like the Beatles, they were all just, you put all four of those guys together and you get that amazing sound, but uh, them alone, you know, it's not quite what it, it was with them all together. So. Sure, yeah, no, it's a, good, it's a good analogy there. So initially when you released your album, it was just digital, but now you have physical as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got CDs. Awesome. CDs for sale. And uh, so what are we going to expect out of tonight's performance? What songs are you going to be playing? I'm going to be playing almost the entire album. And I've been really uh, going to town on new songs. I have about a million songs that aren't quite finished yet, but I have some that I that I luckily have finished. So I'm going to be playing those tonight. Oh, I've got cool. one that I uh, was writing this afternoon that I'll probably be playing. So, like for, you started it this afternoon, or no, you just it's, kind of got it's, it and it's ready to play stage by this afternoon. Y- yeah, I just got in a state that I want to show it off to people. Uh, but it's been, I've been picking at it for uh, a couple months now. Yeah, it's usually how my songs are. They're there's very few songs that I write in like one day. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's a long term process sometimes. If you've already got material written, though, are you already thinking next album stuff or? A little bit. Uh, I'm trying to, definitely taking a little creative break in terms of recording that. uh, It was a lot of work mixing and mastering the album. Uh, And I'd like to take a little bit of time away from the studio for sure. It's it's creatively draining releasing your own albums. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm trying not to think about that, but it's always in the back of my mind. How many takes did you do on a lot of those songs? Did you just scrap uh, a bunch of takes and constantly start over? Yeah, there were, like, those guitar solos uh, were a lot of takes, a lot of takes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have the patience for that. I tried I tried to do that. I tried to record all my own stuff. I've got thousands of dollars in gear, and it just kind of, I podcast with it. <laughs> it's completely overkill, but it's fun, I guess. Uh, yeah. No, that's crazy. So um, so we're going to see the majority of your album, plus some new stuff, mm-hmm. plus some guest musicians. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Mike uh, Barnett, I just heard him. I've heard him a couple times before, but I really heard him last night at the open mic here, uh, and he just blew my mind. So I'm super excited to hear him. Uh, Coleman Evans is going to play a set in the middle of my set, um, and then he's going to join me for my final set. And I'm going to do a couple couple uh, covers, so I'm excited oh. for that. Yeah. Do you want to tell me what those are? 
Uh, I kind of like to leave those as surprises. So. Oh, it's going to be a surprise, folks. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing you again. I'm looking forward to kind of hearing the full album and, I guess, comparing sonic notes in my head with what I hear on the album versus hearing you play them again live. It's been a long time since I've uh, heard you play. So uh, why don't you tell the folks out in podcast land, where can they find you <laughs> in the world on social media and everywhere else? Uh, you can find me pretty much on uh, – you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, um, SoundCloud is Hayden Thomas Music. If you just Google Hayden Thomas Music, you'll find me in a bunch of places. Um, and my music is on Spotify, iTunes, and all those good streaming uh, For services. streaming and for download as well? Uh, yes. Yeah. Awesome. It's just Hayden Thomas. Cool. And they can order your CD off your website? Uh, it's just uh, in person, so come find me. So you guys have to go <laughs> find him. You have to track him down. You have to social media stock him. Yeah. Come check him out anytime you see him play. Go support your local artists, buy their merch, hook them up. So, hey, thank you, brother. I appreciate you taking the time today. Yeah, thank you. Man, out of control awesomeness. No other words to describe it. So, as always, thank you for hanging out with me today on Misery Point Radio. Don't forget, subscribe to the show on all the platforms. iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all those crazy podcatchers. And now I'm going to leave you with one last song off the album, Hard Times, Simple Songs. This one's called Smoke. I still have smoke in my heart From the fire that went out long ago Though I thought I burned it all Still can't seem to let it go All this distance probably was for the best. And all this drinking couldn't kill the loneliness. Oh, I still have scars on my arm. They're the same ones that we put there Climbing the fence to your neighbor's yard And swimming in our underwear And all these memories Changing color in my head I could go back just to fuck it up again. Oh, 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 Time on my hands to stop feeling sorry for myself. Burn my trail and pack my bags. Forget goodbye, don't wish me well. And all this courage doesn't make me a man.
These poor decisions Couldn't change who I am Gonna learn to let it go. 